0: And on this week's show, we focus on the Africa Women's Cup of Nations in Cameroon, where the hosts will play Nigeria in the final. We hear how hosting the tournament has given a boost to the women's game in Cameroon.
1: Female football in Cameroon, backs from the early 70s, where female football
0: then was looked as a game of leisure, game of entertainment. And we discuss the five-man shortlist for the Confederation of African Football's African Player of the Year Award and ask whether it's likely to go to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang or to Riyad Mahrez. And Nigeria's Victor Moses continues to shine in the English Premier League, winning the PFA fans' Premier League Player of the
2: Month Award for November. And this kind of, you might call him an attacking wingback seemed really to play to his strengths... That's coming up later
0: but we start with the Africa Women's Cup of Nations in Cameroon where the final will be played on Saturday in Yaoundé with the hosts Cameroon playing the nine-time champions Nigeria. Well, the indomitable Lionesses were 1-0 winners over Ghana in their semi-final, the goal coming after poor defending by Ghana, and Cameroon were worthy winners. That game was played in front of a massive crowd in Yaoundé, but the other host city, Limbe, had smaller crowds. In Limbe, Opara Oparanozi scored with a superb free kick as Nigeria beat South Africa 1-0 in another tight contest. South Africa had the ball cleared off the line in the closing stages, frustrating for them as they've still to win the tournament. So, Solomon, Cameroon against Nigeria. We both predicted this one. So how do you see the final going? It would be a great game, uh, Steve. I
3: promise you that because... Post-Cameroon, whenever they play, they have a huge crowd uh, turning out to really witness the game. And they've been playing very well. And Nigeria has uh, really used a lot of of its experience uh, to get to the final. Against uh, South Africa in the summer final, they struggled a little bit in the second part of the first half. But they came back strong and got the goal that got them into the final
0: by using a lot of their experiences. Looks to be very tight and it should be a great final. Well, hosting a major sporting event always gives an opportunity for the development of that sport. And that's the case with the Africa Women's Cup of Nations. More from Njiye Eno Ebay in Cameroon. Women's football in
4: Cameroon seems to be witnessing a growth but the origin of the discipline in the country can be traced as far back as 1970s. Victorine Fomum, a former player of Cameroon's women national football team and pioneer coach of the under-17 women's team in Cameroon, now turned football analyst, spent three years carrying out a FIFA-sponsored research on women's
1: football in Cameroon. A devolution of female footballing Cameroon backs from the early 70s, where female football then was looked at as a game of leisure, game of entertainment, played once in a while during great manifestations like the National Day or the Empire Day as it was called then.
4: In the 1970s, there was a talented and skillful woman called Emilienne Bangu who played as center forward alongside two times African Footballer of the Year, Roger Miller, for one of the country's top tier outfits, Leopard of Douala. She was the only woman in a men's team, but the tact and finesse with which she played the game surprised but seduced many who decided to consider women's football.
1: Some women, like Ngando, the first woman who played with the masculine team in Douala, tells you that from the acceptance of men to join her means that someday female football could equally be a game of its own. And from then, people like Atangana de Gonza, who was a former international referee, started forming teams. Women's football has actually evolved with the support of so many other persons. I started playing in 1987. From the time I started playing, we had just like four teams. The national championship actually started in mid-80s in Cameroon. Players were not paid. Then later on in the year 2000s, we had some of this competition that they made would take teams to first division. We started with seven teams. We have 12 teams now in the first division. So it tells you that it's going wider and wider. But lately,
4: the Women's National Football League has been rocked
1: by several crises and is currently facing dwindling fortunes. There was a problem in the organisation. Seven or eight teams were suspended. So from 2013 to now, it has not only really been stable.
4: The hosting of the 2016 Women Football Fiesta has brought along good tidings. Apart from the construction of more stadia, several sponsors have expressed their desires to invest in
1: women's football. The number of teams will increase, or the number of children that will be playing football will increase. There shall be better organisation of the second division, better organisation of the first division. Sponsors will get in. Physically, the players will be dressing well. The teams will be well organised. The level of competition will be high. We'll have many more players in the national team and in the local level. We'll have more parents accepting their players to go and play football, considering the fact that it is not
0: now only for dropouts. That's Victorine Fomo, former player and under-17 Cameroon women's national team coach, now an analyst and researcher, speaking to Njie Eno Ebay in Cameroon. So the final of the Africa Women's Cup of Nations is on Saturday, Cameroon versus Nigeria. And on Facebook and WhatsApp this week, we're asking, what are your thoughts on the Women's Nations Cup? You can give us your views after the final. How do you think was the standard of play overall? And was it a good tournament? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. And this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show any time. To download it, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show any time on the app and access past programmes too in our archive. Also, you can listen to the show on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at planetsportfa. Well, still to come on the show, Victor Moses doing well in the English Premier League, and we ask, what's going wrong at Manchester United? But now we turn to Facebook and to WhatsApp. The Confederation of African Football has announced the five-man shortlist for the African Player of the Year – the nominations are last year's winner Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang of Gabon and Borussia Dortmund, Riyad Mahrez of Algeria and Leicester City, Senegal and Liverpool striker Sadio Mane, the Egypt and Roma forward Mohamed Salah and Islam Slemani, the Algeria and Leicester City striker. So last week we asked who do you think will win the award and again we've had a huge response and in a moment we'll reveal who topped the poll among our listeners but first a few of the many comments. On Facebook from The Gambia, Sumana Jan Kale says from the smiling coast of Africa I'm in for Obameyang. He thoroughly deserves the award and it would be unjust if he didn't win says Ansumana. Also in the Gambia, Suleiman Sonko says Obermeyang should win it after his wonderful performance with Dortmund last season. Chifuniro Nyondo in Malawi agrees that it should go to Aubameyang, but strikes a note of caution. He says if Mares wins, it'll be because of his exposure in the English Premier League. But to be honest, Aubameyang is the real deal, says Chifuniro. Olatunde Adeleka in The Gambia agrees. He says the only candidate that deserves this award among the five is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Truly, any of these five deserved it, but this guy, Obameyang is too much. He's still scoring for his club now. I don't think anybody can stop him from scoring. For me, he 100% deserves this award, says Olatunde. Let's appreciate him for his effort. And that's very true, Olatunde. Obameyang was on the score sheet again last weekend, heading in Dortmund's only goal in their 2-1 defeat at Eintracht Frankfurt in the Bundesliga. Well, on to Riyad Mahrez supporters now. And on Facebook, Mohammed Kande in The Gambia says, Mahrez is absolutely outstanding. His runs were first class and his goals were decisive. And he finally won the title with Leicester. I think it'll be unfair to deny him. He's been the best player of our great continent. Mahrez is a magical entertainer. From Malawi, and on WhatsApp, Alfred Mdimba says, I hope it's Riyad Mahrez's year. He played well at Leicester all last season. And Albert Kadzombe, also in Malawi, says the award this time will go to Riyad Mahrez. He was one of the best in the Premier League and helped Leicester to win the league title. Furthermore, he was even named Player of the Season. I wish him the best of luck, says Albert. Hamad Jobe in the Gambia agrees. He says, For me, I'm in for Mares simply because of his phenomenal performance for Leicester last season. And he's been the only African player to win the PFA award. Indeed, he has, Hamad. Over to Nigeria now, and Prince in Guarinpa says, I think Riyad Mahrez deserves the award. He's been amazing and is a very exceptional player. Uh, Mwinga Mayambola in Zambia favours Senegal's Sadio Mane. And Mwinga says he might not have won anything at Cl- club level but mané's been consistent and his form for club and country is testament in my view uh, but continues mwinga if not mané then obameyang will win it mares is in it with a shout but he's failed to replicate last season's form and Amadou Touray in the Gambia agrees. He says, My vote is on Sadio Mane. I know he didn't win any trophy, but he had a great season at Southampton and now with Liverpool. He's playing good football this season, week in, week out, so he deserves to win it. And also in the Gambia, Bolong Baji is another fan of the Liverpool forward. Sadio Mane has an edge over the others because he's a player who in a short time has raised his game level so quickly, says Balong. His firepower is key and he's contributed with goal scoring and assists and so therefore deserves to be the CAF Footballer of the Year. Meanwhile, Cherno Jallo in the Gambia is a lone voice in his support for Mohamed Salah. I believe Salah played a crucial role to help Egypt back to the Cup of Nations after missing the three previous editions, says Cherno. And his performance in the current World Cup qualifiers propelled Egypt to the top of their group. I think he should win, says Cherno. And finally, just briefly on another issue, on last week's show, we commented on the 50th anniversary of Gambian club Real de Banjul, and by Malik Totti from the Gambia got in touch. Uh, bai says this is down to good management, certainly. This is the best club in the Gambia and will soon be the best in West Africa. Congrats to Real and to Willy Abraham, the club president, for a job well done, says Bai. Thanks for those comments. Now, overall, on the African Footballer of the Year issue, 49% of those who got in touch said it should be Riyad Mahrez, 30% Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 20% for Sadio Mane, and just 1% for Mohamed Salah. Well, Solomon, recently we talked about Mahrez being the only African among the 23 nominees for the Best FIFA Men's Player 2016 award, uh, while Mahrez and Aubameyang are both nominated for the Ballon d'Or. Uh, but now, on the CAF African Footballer of the Year award, the national team coaches and captains will be voting here, along with journalists. Uh, so if you look at the year as a whole, how would you assess the chances of Aubameyang against Mares? Well
3: Steve, I, I feel both uh players really had a great season, both uh Maris and Obama Yang. If you look at Obama Yang himself, you know, he had a really great season. At the halfway stage of the Bundesliga season, he reached 30 goals in all competitions and then he ended the season with 35 goals for the season and also 25 goals in the Bundesliga season. So he ended the season as the league's second top scorer behind Robert Lewandowski from Bayern Munich. So, and Obama Yang was named a Bundesliga player of the season. That is during the 2015-2016 season, and in the 2016-2017 seasons, he started like a house on fire, getting some really crucial goals for his team. He's been a really a very outstanding player. On on the other side, you have uh, Riyad Mahrez, you know, who he won the PFA Players Player of the Year award. He was the first African to end, uh, you know, to end that accolade, and he was also, you know, very outstanding in so many different ways. The way that he created so many goals and really was involved. So it's a bit about two uh, very, very, very uh, intelligent and very classy players uh, out there. We're proud to have them as Africans. But for the CAF African Player of the Year Award, national team coaches and captains will be voting, along with uh, so many journalists. And, And because of the huge um, you know, uh, appeal of the English Premier League uh, because of the huge audience, because of the huge uh, followership that the English Premier League enjoys in Africa. I just have a feeling that this time around that player of the Year is going to be uh, Riyad Marat. I, I feel the coaches have been watching him Week in, week out, because they follow the English Premier League. The journalists have been watching him week in, week out, you know. So I feel by virtue of that, he has an edge over Obama but I would put my money on Obama you know. Uh, I, I think some of the uh, comments that came in, uh, you know, saying Mares has really achieved so much, you know, taking Leicester from nowhere and, and getting to this level. And, and also people siding with Obama saying, look, he, he is a player who is just uh, like a predator, uh, you know, he keeps scoring goals over and over again. He never stopped scoring goals. So uh, it's really going to be a head-to-head between these two players.
0: Excellent players. Well, close then between those two. And do you see any of the other three in with a chance of taking the award, Solomon? That's uh, Sadia Mane, Islam Slimani and Mohamed Salah. I don't really think uh, they've got any chance to
3: either dislodge Obama Yang or stop uh, Riyad Maris from becoming uh, the newly crowned African Player of the Year Sadio Mane had a great season. He's been a very outstanding player. He he has played so well. Uh, and moving to Liverpool, he brought in a lot of passion in the in the forward line of uh, Liverpool. And for uh, Senegal, he's been doing well also. But Islam Slimani on the other side, moving from Sporting Lisbon, uh, where he he had had like two three great seasons, and moving to uh, Leicester City, where he's not really cut up for me, and he's not really become uh, that great player that I would say okay he's on top of his game yet he's still trying to acclimatize uh, but he's a key player for Algeria without a doubt and Mohamed Salah what can we say about him you know uh, he's uh, such a such a great player he's been uh, since he was on loan with AS Roma in the, the Italian Serie A and this new season he's caught some crucial goals even for his uh, country Egypt he's been one of the reasons why Egypt has been playing so well so these three players they've been playing so
0: well but their chances uh, are really slim Well, thanks, Solomon, and the winner of the CAF African Footballer of the Year Award will be announced on the 5th of January at a gala in Abuja in Nigeria, where Solomon is. Well, let's talk English Premier League now here on Planet Sport Football Africa, and Stuart Weir joins us from the UK. Now, Stuart, the Nigerian Victor Moses is having a great season at Chelsea. He scored against Tottenham last weekend and it's now seven starts in a row for Moses. Also scored against Burnley and against Leicester and has been named the
2: PFA Fans Premier League Player of the Month for November. Steve... If I were to pick the most influential African player in the Premier League this season so far, I think I would go for Victor Moses. You know, Victor has been around for several years. He's only 25, but, you know, he started playing for Crystal Palace in 2008. Then Wigan. He was a Chelsea player, but out on loan to Liverpool, Stoke City, West Ham, and he, he never really managed to establish himself. He started this season getting a few games off the bench, but now he is a regular starter. And do you know, the interesting thing is that Chelsea have changed their system and he now has a key role in the 3-4-3 formation that they're playing. It's really given him a new lease of life and it's just playing to his strengths. You know, in the recent game against Middlesbrough, he had three shots on goal and put in five crosses. And, you know, he's, he's effectively playing as a midfield player, but he's getting forward enough to be influential. And this kind of, you might call him an attacking wing back, seemed really to play to his strengths. And there was a real affirmation when manager Conte said, I could see Victor's potential from the first days of summer training. He has important qualities, his technique, his physical strength and his ability to cover 70 metres of the pitch. I find it incredible that someone like him has been so underestimated. Perhaps a barbed criticism of Jose Mourinho there for not recognising Moses' talents, but it's also down to the fact that Chelsea have now got a system where Moses fits in, can use his potential. And as we've said before, getting into the Chelsea team is no mean feat. If you don't believe me, speak to Cesc Fabregas, one of the best midfield players in Europe, and he can't even get on the bench some weeks.
0: Sure, absolutely. And congratulations to Victor Moses for winning the PFA Fans Premier League Player of the Month award for November. Great going for the Nigerian Now, something that could be exciting for Ivory Coast fans ahead of next month's Africa Cup of Nations, a Crystal Palace winger, Wilfred Zaha, has submitted a request to FIFA to swap his international allegiance from England to Ivory Coast. Zaha was born in Abidjan. He spent the first four years of his life there and then moved to England and won two caps for England. But because they were in friendly games, he is allowed to switch nationality. Zaha is 24. He was with Manchester United from 2013 to 2015 and at that stage was seen as a great talent, although he still seems to have a long way to go. But how good is Zaha, potentially?
2: Well, he's had an up-and-down career, really. Uh, you know, He started Crystal Palace, playing for them in the Championship, and uh, you know he scored um, about 13 league goals. Then he got signed by Alex Ferguson, Manchester United, And, of course, immediately after that, Sir Alex decided he was leaving the club. Zaha struggled under David Moyes, never actually got a league start, a couple of substitute appearances, some minor competitions. Then it was back to Crystal Palace, where he has... Played well, but I wouldn't have said that he's absolutely set the world on fire. I mean, at Crystal Palace, his record is something like one goal in every 20 games, which is not really an out-and-out top striker's stats. Now, he has played for England twice, both in friendlies against Sweden and Scotland, where he got on towards the end of the game, 7 minutes and 15 minutes, so... I think he's clearly decided that he's not going to get any more caps for England, which I think is probably a fair assessment. Quite how easily he will get into the Cote d'Ivoire side, I think, again, remains to be seen because he's not a drugba. He's not an absolutely top player, but I'm sure he'll be an asset to the Cote d'Ivoire side, certainly as a squad player. But I think he may have to fight harder than he thinks, to establish a starting place in a fairly strong Côte d'Ivoire side. Right, so Stuart thinking perhaps that Wilfred Zaha is a little overrated,
0: maybe. Now, Stuart, to all across Africa, there are huge numbers of Manchester United fans who are wondering what is going on at the club. Uh, there were great expectations when Jose Mourinho took over as manager at the start of the season, but they're in sixth position, 11 points behind the leaders, Chelsea. So why
2: is Mourinho not succeeding at Man United? There are two things that seem to be happening. United are not winning enough games. I mean, if you look at their recent games, drawing 1-1 at home to West Ham, drawing 1-1 at home to Arsenal but leading until the last minute, nil-nil at home to Burnley and then 1-1 away to Stoke. But if you look at the match statistics for those, United were creating up to 20 goal-scoring opportunities in each of those games and scoring an average of less than one of them. Whereas, you know, the opposition, uh, I mean, the the Arsenal game was a a great example. Uh, 1-1, United had probably a dozen goal-scoring chances. Arsenal scored with their first attempt that was on target in almost the last minute. And, you know, Mourinho has said we're the unluckiest team. But, you know, you, you can't simply say it's luck. You've got to take your chances. You've got to score your goals. And the other interesting thing is the way Mourinho is reacting to it. In the last game, the West Ham game, there was an incident where I thought a Manchester United player was unfairly given a yellow card. But Mourinho reacted to this by berating the fourth official and then by kicking a water bottle. And so he was instantly sent to the stand. And now this is the second time he has been sent away from the touchline this season, and he's likely to get a ban from that. But my point is that this was not really a major incident. Manchester United's day was not going to be ruined by whether or not Pogba got a yellow card or didn't get a yellow card, but Mourinho seemed to lose control of himself. And I think somehow he has got to be more in control and he has got to be focusing his attention on tweaking his team. A couple of other things just about the players he's got. You know, there's been an awful lot, in my opinion, of nonsense about Wayne Rooney. You know, Rooney is 30. He's not as fast as he used to be. And he has no divine right to start every game. But the media had made a massive thing about this. Paul Pogba was bought for something like $120 million. And he hasn't really quite showed himself to be a world-class player. So that's an issue. The Manchester United back four, to me, seems always capable of conceding a goal. Baye, who's probably the best defender, is currently injured. Now, Luke Shaw was signed by Manchester United about two years ago and seen as the best left back in the country, potentially in Europe. He's had injuries, but he's also had issues where Mourinho, I think, has undermined his confidence, said he wasn't fit enough. We've had the issue of Schweinsteiger who has not yet got on the pitch for Manchester United in a league game and is normally training with the under-21s. I mean, he actually got a substitute appearance at the weekend. Memphis Depay, one of Van Hal's signings, has not yet started a game and... Hitaran, the Armenian player, who, again, was a very expensive buy, uh, has not really produced the goods and has hardly got on the pitch. So I wonder if Mourinho, first of all, needs time to get the squad that he wants, because I think I've mentioned three or four players there that Mourinho probably doesn't want, but they're on big money, and he may try to offload some of those either in the January transfer window or at the beginning of next season. And again, he's got to get players like Pogba playing at their best. And so, to me, there are issues about several players, whether they actually fit the system Mourinho wants to play, or whether Mourinho has got them playing to their potential. Well, so a lot of concerns
0: there then, but uh, something at least for Manchester United fans to smile about was the 4-1 win on Wednesday over West Ham in the semi-finals of the English Football League Cup. Two goals there for Zlatan Ibrahimović and two for Anthony Martial. Manchester United played Chelsea in the big game this weekend in the English Premier League. A big, big test for them, so we'll see if United will turn the corner. And, uh, Stuart, before you go, there's a few bits of trivia that
2: you've noticed. Steve, I'm a bit worried about the state of animals in England at the moment because if you look at the Premier League table, bottom is Sunderland, who are nicknamed the Black Cats. Then there's Swansea, the Swans. Hull, in 18th place, are the Tigers. And the Crystal Palace Eagles are just out of the relegation trouble, as are Leicester's foxes. So it seems to me that if your nickname of the team is an animal, it's not a good one at the moment. Have you noticed, Steve, that Leipzig are now leading the German league, the Bundesliga? And isn't it interesting that a small city, unknown club, is doing a Leicester City and, of course, that Leipzig and Leicester both begin with L. And I bet you didn't notice, and I bet you may not even know, Steve, that when Riyad Mahrez and Islam Salmani scored penalties for Leicester City in the 2 all draw with Middlesbrough, it was the first time the two Algerians had ever scored penalties for a club in the same game in the Premier League. And incidentally, the last time two internationals from one country scored penalties in the same Premier League game, it was Stephen Gerrard and Daniel Sturridge for Liverpool four years ago. How about that, Steve?
0: Well, well, very impressive. Uh, I certainly didn't know that. Thanks a lot, Stuart. Uh, That's it for the show for this week. But on Facebook and on WhatsApp, we're asking, uh, what are your thoughts on the Women's Africa Cup of Nations? You can give us your views after the final as Cameroon the host take on Nigeria. Tell us what you think about the standard of play overall and was it a good tournament? Send us a WhatsApp to +447955232780. That's +447955232780. We'll go to our Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa. Give us your thoughts on the Women's Africa Cup of Nations. Also, you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show anytime on the app and access past programs too in our archive. Our website is PlanetsportFootballAfrica.com. You can listen to the show there too. And our Twitter handle at Planet From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in Nigeria, and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a Passion for Sport production.